Hi, everybody, and welcome back to True Time. We've taken some time off, but we are super excited to be back telling you guys true crime stories. So today we are going to be telling the story of the murder of Sydney Loof. everybody hello everyone and welcome back to true time yes welcome back it's been a little bit it has been a while yeah sadly sadly it wasn't not on purpose no this was not planned at all yeah but you know life happens it does it honestly does sometimes and we've been up to a lot lately so (laughs) sometimes things get a little out of hand a little out of your control but i think that's kind of been a learning lesson and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes a little bit of time off gave us time to talk about the podcast and what we wanted to do and now we are so excited to be getting back into it Mm And the direction we want to go. Yeah, when you're not actively working on it, it sort of forces you to take a step back, look at what you've already done, plan the future. So I think we have a good outlook on what's going to happen, Yeah, where we're going to take this, and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So it's worked out, but I wish we could have gotten some stuff out for you guys, but we we move on. We tried. We had an episode planned that would have dropped, I think it was January 3rd, like the first week. Mm -hmm. But... um, Unfortunately, it just did not work out very well. Yeah, so we recorded in a big podcast studio. Audio files got messed up, so. Yeah, sometimes when you're not working with your own equipment, (laughs) it's a little tricky, but it was a cool experience. Yeah, it was. We got to go up in this big, fancy building in Houston into this podcast studio. Yeah. Worked there, but sadly, just didn't work out, so. Yeah, but... That kind of set us back just a little bit. And then just with traveling and getting back into the swing of things, it just got to be a lot. And we got a little behind on our schedule. Just, I'd say coming back from the States back home here to Germany, it was a little bit more overwhelming than we'd planned. (laughs) Yeah. Just like with, you know, when you're gone for almost a month, there's a lot to do when you get home. Oh, yeah. So we just had to get back into the grind of everything, but now we are officially back. We're also back home again because we mm-hmm. went away for the weekend. Yeah, we just went to Austria. We yes. Went, I've been snowboarding my whole life, so I uh, decided to go snowboarding in the Alps in Austria. Uh, and then Avery ended up doing something awesome. Yeah, so with Dylan being a snowboarder, I... Him and I have talked, and he said that skiing would be, like, the best thing for me to get into to eventually... At this age. At this age, to eventually hit the slopes with him. And we were kind of planning it would be really far off, but um, my family was also with us, and very spur of the moment, the last day of the trip, we all decided as a family to take a private ski lesson. So I got to ski in the Austrian Alps too for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, so. and she, she messaged me and I saw it and I was like three peaks over. <laughs> and I made my way over there as fast as possible and yeah. was able to watch her ski for her first time. Yeah. So first time skiing 
ever, but in the Alps. Yeah, so it was pretty exciting, and I'm glad Dylan got to come see. I'm I'm working on the turning, but yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're there for like three and a half days, two mm-hmm. days of actual snowboarding for me, and then on the last day she did her skiing. Yep. It was awesome. I really liked it. It was really cool. So I'm excited to get to do it again and get better and better and then eventually go up with Dylan. Yeah. That <laughs> but yeah, it was beautiful and it was really nice to just kind of have a little getaway again after traveling. It was really yeah. cool. And then next month we're planning on France. So we're going to get her yep. another lesson. Mm-hmm. And go back to ski get school. Get her back skiing. And then, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's just a little life update. If you guys have any cool things that you did, let us know. Yeah. For Christmas, New Year's, everything like that. I know a lot of people travel, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, uh, some people can't because of COVID times. Yeah, it is hard. It's hard with country restrictions, but if you were able to, like we were, just let us know. It's yeah. cool to hear stories. Yeah, it is. Or if you snowboard or ski, let us know where cool places are in Europe. Yes, please. And any tips, because I could use them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so with that, I guess we'll get into what we're all here for. True time. True True crime. crime. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the same. Yes. (laughs) Alrighty. So this is the murder of Sydney Loof. Okay. There's no context, so. My sister's name. That's the context. Oh, yes. There you go. Yep. So, um, well, I, I do say Sydney quite a bit in this, but um, we're not referencing your sister because that yes. would be really sad. Yeah, so also just a disclaimer for this episode, there are some strong adult themes within it. And I'll give a heads up before I go to into any details about the case. But I just want to say that in case there are any little ears listening. Sounds so good. this case begins in mid-November of 2017. Sydney Loof was 24 years old from Lincoln, Nebraska. She worked at a local hardware store called, I think it's Maynard's or Menard's, and was described as a, quote, a dependable, responsible woman, end quote, according to the Delaney R. Bartlett.medium.com. Sydney, being a single young woman, used the app Tinder as a way to go out and meet people in her Nebraska town. Mm-hmm. One day, as she was swiping, she came across a woman named Audrey, and she was immediately attracted to her. Once they matched, they began messaging back and forth and eventually set up a first date. Overall, they messaged around 140 times on Tinder, so they had a pretty good conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's like a a record for Tinder, probably. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it usually goes that long. No. So they were able to become really familiar with each other. Nice. Their first date was set for November 14th. All they did for their first date was drive around town for a bit and smoked weed, those types of things. (laughs) Chill date. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But by the end of it, Sydney began to really fall for Audrey. She texted one of her friends saying, quote, just got done chilling with a super cute girl, end quote. She also told her friend, quote, I hope she doesn't have a boyfriend. I didn't ask, end quote, according to Omaha.com. Oh, yeah, I hope so, too. So on dates. Yeah. But apparently, Sydney's previous experiences of meeting women on Tinder usually ended with them asking for a man to be involved as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why she felt that way. 
Okay. She sent her friend the picture of Audrey's profile, and since the first date had gone so well, mentioned they had already planned their second date for the next night. Nice. On the night of November 15th, Sydney was so excited for her second date with Audrey. She even posted a selfie on Snapchat with the caption, quote, all ready for my date, end quote, with the heart eye emoji. Nice. Yeah, she looks really cute. I'll post the picture on our uh, social medias. Okay. After saying that, her mom, Susie, texted her, quote, how come you didn't tell me you had a first date, end quote, according to allthatinteresting.com. Sadly, this is where everything takes a turn, and this would be the last time anyone saw or heard from Sydney. Mm. The next day, November 16th, Sydney didn't show up for her shift, which immediately was unusual since that type of behavior was not normal for her. It had been around four days, and none of Sydney's family or friends had heard from her since the day she had gone on her second four date. Four days? So some sites say it had been about four days is when people started to get really suspicious. Mm-hmm. And another couple sites said it was literally November 16th, the next day they reported this. Okay. So some say it was a few days. Some say So it's just in there. It was pretty quick, I guess, but I'm not exactly sure. But that's just the two numbers I read. Okay. So friends of Sydney reached out to her sister to let them know about her absence and... Sydney went sh- or Sydney's sister went straight to her mom uh, with that information. Together, they went to her apartment to try to find her, but all they found was that her cat hadn't been fed, her purse was on her counter, and her Jeep was still parked outside, according to allthatinteresting.com. Susie immediately called the police and filed a missing persons report after that. I'm sorry. So, like, it's like she got home, though, because her purse is there. Yeah. And her car. Or that she just didn't take her purse on the date. Yeah. Because she never went back home. Okay. That I know that as a fact. Like, she didn't go back home. Okay. I mean, their dates had been pretty chill, kind of just driving around, hanging out. So, maybe she just, like, had brought her phone and wallet type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Something like that mm-hmm. is what I had gathered. Her friends and family obviously suspected her disappearance was related to her Tinder date. Mm-hmm. One of Sydney's friends, whom she had sent the photo of Audrey to, actually made a Tinder account and swiped on it until she came across her profile and matched with her. She intentionally flirted with her until she got her phone number and immediately gave it to Sydney's family and the police. Oh, damn. What a good friend. friend. Yeah, I know. Wow. That's smart, too. That was a game changer because in order to further investigate Sydney's disappearance after her date, the FBI got involved to examine her cell phone data. Oh, wow. I think, I didn't explicitly read this, but just from hearing previous stories, people who go missing after Tinder dates, Tinder has been associated with people going missing because they Mm -hmm. go into sex trafficking. So I think that's why the FBI got involved. Please be careful using those apps. Yeah. Or just, I mean, anything like that. I mean, Dylan and I. Instagram DMs. Our little background. We met on Bumble. Yeah. And I remember our first date, my parents were so scared because Dylan had offered to come pick me up and take me to where we were going. And my parents were not happy about that. (laughs) They wanted my dad to drive me. My mom was texting me and all this stuff. And I was like, I think it's going to be okay. (laughs) They were freaking out. Like my dad was going to come down to where we were going to be. He Mm -hmm. was going to be close by. My mom offered to like 
take me home if I didn't feel safe because she was close. <laughs> it was, but it, you know, it's good to have those options in case because yeah. you really don't know until you see them. Yeah. And like we had that one podcast, like sharing your location to family mm-hmm. and friends, make yeah. sure you have your location services on so people can always see where you're at. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. It really is important. Mm-hmm. So the FBI and the police, they used all of that information to track Sydney's locations to see if they could discover where she was because at this point, no one had any idea of where she even could have gone on the date Yeah, because they just drove around. Nothing was consistent yet. Mm-hmm. And they were successful. And Sydney's phone location showed that it had been about 40 miles away in Wilbur, Nebraska. Oh, damn. 40 mm-hmm. miles. The exact location was an apartment that belonged to Bailey Boswell and Aubrey Trail, according to DelaneyRBartlett.medium.com. Upon further research, it was discovered that Bailey Boswell, who was 23 years old, was actually Audrey from Tinder. Oh, so she was using a fake name. Mm-hmm. And Aubrey, with a B, Trail, was her 51-year-old boyfriend that she lived with. Wait, what? Yeah. What the? And she's it's gross. She's like young twenties. Yeah, she's twenty three. Odd, Aubrey. Aubrey, like A U B R E Y, is the girl. Is the man? Oh, Aubrey. I know their and names Audrey are. Is the girl pretty unisex? Mm-hmm. So Audrey mm-hmm. is actually Bailey. Okay, Bailey yeah, was using a fake, fake name. name. Bailey was Audrey. Mm-hmm. Aubrey is boyfriend. The what a old play boyfriend. Old boyfriend. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's gross. Okay, so, damn, she had a 51-year-old boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Okay. This obviously was a huge lead, and the Lincoln police set out to question Bailey and Aubrey. Mm -hmm. However, when they arrived at the apartment in Wilbur, the two had already fled on the run due to media traction of Sydney's disappearance, and that kind of occurrence had been gaining a lot of coverage Mm. since her friends and family had set up a facebook page and news sources were reporting about it okay bailey and aubrey did have a criminal background with theft and fraud with multiple antique businesses but nothing other than that yeah that doesn't seem too serious yeah with the police being at the apartment the landlord informed them that there had actually been a really strong smell of bleach that had been coming from the apartment oh my With that information, the police were able to get a search warrant and finally enter into the apartment and discover all kinds of evidence, according to allthatinteresting.com. The police were able to locate a room that had clearly been cleaned and found that bleach had been scrubbed all over the walls, but the rest of the apartment was a mess, so kind of obvious it had been recently cleaned. Yeah. They also found a plastic tarp with blood on it, a book about anatomy, a hacksaw, zip ties, and bottles of bleach. Oh, my God. Even more disturbing, and this next list of evidence is for mature audiences only. According to allthatinteresting.com and delaneyrbartlett.medium.com, they found Viagra, 17 toys, if you know what I mean, a dog leash, and a sauna suit with the crotch cut out of it. What's a sauna suit? I think it's just kind of like you know like garbage bag kind of like a sweatsuit yeah yeah okay Mm -hmm. like those snow pant type of things that you throw on it's that like material so you sweat more but the crotch was cut out of it 
Okay. It's just weird. So that was all discovered at the apartment. Yeah. The combination of disturbing discoveries ultimately led to the search in Wilbur in near rural areas and water. Shortly after this is when Bailey and Aubrey's role in Sydney's disappearance becomes pretty clear. Bailey had begun posting videos of her and Aubrey on her Facebook page claiming their innocence. Wait. Yeah. She went to social media. She went on the run. Yeah, they're on the run. From the police. Mm -hmm. But she posts on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to say people are dumb. (laughs) oh no this is dumb but people are so dumb yeah this is just (sighs) proving and terrible what they did yeah terrible Mm -hmm. person and dumb Mm -hmm. exactly so these videos are within a youtube video i will have linked in the case sources if anybody wants to go and watch them in full But just to kind of give a description of them, the first video is mainly of Bailey and she has on a huge pair of sunglasses and a black hoodie with the hood on and it's cinched around her face. Not sure. It's her Facebook profile. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not really sure if she's trying to be hidden in a car because they're in a car. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She looks hilarious. Oh my God. But within the video, she talks about how her and Sydney's dates went, that they just drove around, smoked weed, and that she had asked Bailey to drop her off at a friend's house at the end of their second date and just never heard from her again. Mm. She apologizes but claims she had nothing to do with it and wishes her family the best in the video as well. Aubrey also chimes in claiming he's sorry for the family and hopes Sydney is found soon. But they blame the police, and that's why they're on the run. (sighs) Yeah. In the video, they talk Uh, about how they are the ones who gave the police their leads on where to look for Sydney, but that they're now being blamed for no reason, which is not true because the Lincoln Police Department didn't have any communication with them like that. Yeah. They just use these videos as a chance to claim they were giving their side of the story since they felt the police, the FBI, and media had blamed them and caused people to believe they were the ones responsible for Sydney's disappearance, which ruined their lives. No, going on the run when you're supposedly innocent. Is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That, that just proves that you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But the videos don't stop there. And a tarp. With bleach all around the room. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, the evidence is there. Yeah. So the videos keep coming. And the next day they post another one. And this time it's Aubrey up against the wall talking. Like Bailey is probably like standing in front of him recording him. Mm-hmm. And he starts to address all the comments that everyone had been making about them. Comments like they had either murdered her or sold her into human trafficking were some that he mentioned and that his goal was to, quote, assure everyone that those were not true. (laughs) He literally was like, I'm just here to assure you guys that none of that is true. Like, with what evidence, dude? Uh, How are you going to prove that none of that is true? Like, he's like, I'm just here to assure you it's not. I'm putting my right hand on this Bible. Yeah. like I promise you, 
I did not murder her. Literally, that's pretty much what he sounds yeah. like and how oh, this really? video goes. Yeah. Oh. Kind of has like a twang to him, but like. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, nice. He does. And he just like goes on this ramble. He claimed to be a thief and a crook, but that he had never murdered or hurt a female in his life. And everyone putting the pressure on them clearly stirred up his emotions. And he just continues to blame everybody for taking away his freedom since he can't go home. Again, you're doing this to yourself if you're innocent. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. <laughs> so Bailey and Aubrey had been on the run for about two weeks until finally the FBI found them and arrested them in Branson, Missouri. They were taken back to Nebraska for a warrant of an unrelated charge, which was transporting stolen goods from Kansas to Nebraska, according to DelaneyRBartlett.medium.com. Okay. So with them finally in custody, this would give the police a chance to begin questioning them about Sydney. Mm -hmm. However, this is also when the police make another big discovery. On November 15th, the day of Sydney's second date with Bailey, there is surveillance footage found of Aubrey. So there's a little bit of discretion here I've read. He either went to Home Depot or he actually went to the Menard's store where Sydney worked. Mm -hmm. But he went there to purchase, quote, a hacksaw, tin snips, a utility knife, and plastic drop cloths, end quote, according to DelaneyRBartlett.medium.com. Okay. In the video footage, so he either went to both Home Depot and Maynard's or just Maynard's. So there's also video footage that Sydney was working and he was there at the same time. And you see she walks outside to go to the guard shack and Aubrey is seen looking at her from inside the store. And then he like looks down and goes on his phone to make a call. And this was the day she went missing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he was out there buying all the tools he needed and like Spying. stalking her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Police also used Bailey's phone to track where she had been the night of November 15th and her locations pinged country back roads in Clay County, Nebraska. On December 4th, police found the first of Sydney's loose remains. They had found a garbage bag in a ditch with her arm sticking out of it. Oh, no. Her body had been cut up into 14 pieces and was placed in various garbage bags. It was also discovered that most of her internal organs, like her heart, kidney, and tongue, were missing. So they were probably trying to sell that stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. <sighs> it's just so messed up. Yeah, so antique stores just weren't cutting it anymore. Yeah, I guess not. That is a big jump mm -hmm. and a terrible one. Oh, it gets even deeper. No. It gets worse. But her body was identified since she had very unique tattoos, one being on her arm that said, everything will be wonderful someday. Just makes me really sad. Yeah. Once her autopsy report was complete, her cause of death was stated as asphyxiation. Okay. So suffocation. Yeah. Aubrey Trail's first confession shortly followed. Another warning for mature content here. It came out that he was some sort of sex cult leader. 
What the hell? He claimed that Sydney and two other women had been invited to their apartment to participate in consensual sexual acts. He said that Bailey did not participate and instead had fallen asleep on the couch in their living room while this occurred. During that time, he admitted to suffocating Sydney with an extension cord solely meant to be an erotic act. However, he stated it, quote, got out of hand and accidentally killed her, according to Delaney or Bartlett.medium.com. So that's why you have a hacksaw in hand. Yeah, exactly. Just in case your erotic fantasies are taken too far. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, him and Bailey panicked and he dismembered her body and the two hid her remains so they wouldn't get caught. Because that's how you would respond, according to their story. Such terrible people. So messed up. Mm -hmm. But, of course, since that doesn't make any sense, this claim was disproven since there was documentation of all the correspondence between Sydney and Bailey, and not once did Maylee mention that she had a boyfriend or wanted her to meet her boyfriend to participate in those things together. Yeah. Also, DNA evidence examined at Bailey and Aubrey's apartment only found their DNA along with Sydney's. There was nobody else's DNA found. Mm -hmm. So these two mystery women did not exist. Yeah. Finally, around six months after the discovery of Sydney's remains, Bailey and Aubrey were charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and improper disposal of human remains. They both pled not guilty course even with all the evidence showing that this was clearly premeditated Mm -hmm. yeah you're stalking her at work yeah exactly Uh. aubrey trails trial began in june of 2019 and some of the testimonies given during it not only helped to prove this was premeditated but showed how completely insane aubrey trail was Mm -hmm. three young women described their previous relationship with aubrey and bailey They all started similarly, that they had matched with Bailey on Tinder and that she brought them to meet Aubrey, who she described as a sugar daddy. If they joined whatever their cult thing was, they could have weekly allowances and other nice gifts as long as they followed the rules. They had to call Aubrey daddy and Bailey mommy. They couldn't be in any other relationships. They had to ask permission to do anything. They had check-ins. And they had to help with their, like, antique theft business. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it only gets worse from here. So, wait, but how did they, like, never tried to murder anyone else? Before? No. Okay. Aubrey actually claimed to these women that he was a vampire who had supernatural powers and that they were all witches in his cult. Oh, my God. People are so far off the edge. I know. He told them that the only way to get their powers was to torture and kill someone. The girl said he talked about killing someone frequently, but they never saw him actually do that. By November of 2017, they had all left. And that's when Bailey began to attempt to lure Sydney to join. And all of that information is according to DelaneyRBartlett.medium.com. So... But, like, did this guy, it was Aubrey, Mm -hmm. did he have any, did they say anything about, like, drug use history or anything like that? No, I never read anything like that. Just crazy. Just weed was the only drug mentioned. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah. So he's just born like that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So also during his trial, right before a witness took the stand, he was in a wheelchair and he shouted, quote, Bailey is innocent and I curse you all, end quote, which then followed with him slashing his throat. Wait, he killed himself? He didn't actually succeed. I'm not sure what he used to do that, but I read it could have been a small blade or a pen, and he was rushed out on a gurney and taken to the hospital, according to allthatinteresting.com. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Why was he in a wheelchair? So, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. I It isn't actually clearly stated, but I think this has to do with it, but I, I'll promise I'll get there. Okay. When he came back to the court is when he began to change his story. So clearly okay. this survival experience changed him because he stated that he'd been lying about Sydney being at their apartment with two other girls and that when he tried to get her to join his cult slash lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, she freaked out and tried to get away. And okay. he said he, quote, was willing to do anything to protect, end quote, his and Bailey's life. So that's when he murdered her, according to Omaha.com. Oh, my God. His trial lasted three weeks, and he was found guilty. On June 9th, 2021, he was sentenced to death by a three-judge panel. And about the wheelchair, I read that he had two heart attacks and a stroke as well within that time that of his quick. trial. Mm-hmm. Damn, he was stressing. Yeah. That's insane. That's a lot. Yeah. I read the source that it was in that three-week period of his trial, but that's a lot that's along with slashing it. his throat. So, How could you survive? And he wasn't sentenced until June of 2021, so I'm wondering if that hap that much happened in those like three years. So there's a little discretion there, but something. He was just really messed up. Yeah. Physically and mentally. Okay. So before his sentencing, he wanted to clear up everything for Sydney's family and read a letter that said, quote, I won't say I'm sorry, as that would be an insult to you after what I put you through. And I won't ask for forgiveness as I don't believe there is such a thing, end quote. And, quote, I have done some terrible things in my life, but is, this is the only thing I've ever done that I feel real regret about, end quote, according to journalstar.com. That was the best like letter that I've ever heard from like someone who actually murdered someone. I know. I don't think I've ever no really right read now. somebody being like, I'm sorry, truly, but I can't say that because it doesn't like just that like whole. That actually made so much sense from someone who's so insane. I know. And the fact that he, after that experience, decided to turn around and be like, no, this didn't happen. Like this is what actually happened. Yeah. That's very confusing to me. I know. As for Bailey, her trial began in September of 2020, and she was also found guilty on all three charges. Her trial had physical evidence since her DNA had been found on a latex glove that was with Sydney's remains, according to DelaneyRBartlett.medium.com. Oh, damn. Prosecutors were seeking the death penalty for her as well, but she pleaded her case since she had a daughter, and I think two of the judges were in a grants, but one said no on the three judge panel. And so it didn't get go through because it wasn't unanimous. Mm -hmm. And she was only sentenced to life in prison on November 9th, 2021. 
Okay. It's pretty recently. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Has he been put to death yet? Probably not. No. Yeah. yeah, I didn't read that he was, but I would assume not because it usually takes a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the story of Sydney Loof. <sighs> That's just so sad. I know. It's heartbreaking because there's just so much there. Like something so innocent. Yeah. And something that should be like taken so far. And then there's all these like deep things, weird, scary things. Yeah, such a strange situation. Yeah. Like how it begins to how it ends. It just uncovers so much heavy content. It's it's a lot. Yeah. The sex cult thing threw me off i did yeah. not expect that yeah the vampire all. the witches yeah that came out of left field when i was researching all this yeah that was uh that's definitely not like any story we've done so far no no interesting because like this is <laughs> a weird fact but like i've seen when i used to be on bumble and stuff like swiping and there are like girls who pop up and they're saying like do you want to join like me and my boyfriend like i've seen that Mm -hmm. so when i was reading about why sydney was hesitant but didn't think that this was that type of situation like it made sense but she had no idea she really thought she was just going on a date and yeah was taken to a terrible place and put in an uncontrollable situation yeah and i don't even know what like what you could do in that type of situation no because with people that crazy there's not really Getting yourself out of that. Like, no. Especially with something premeditated. Like, well, those really people wonder, were ready. Like, what the other, like, what was different with the other girls? Yeah. I guess, because they had mentioned, like, he'd talked about wanting to do this for so long. So maybe he just came and around And it was just it. finally the time and the place. <sighs> and maybe since all those girls had left, they were angry and, like, trying to start over. Yeah. Yeah. And that just pushed him. I don't know. There's no excuse, but no. just trying to comprehend what that all was. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, heavy case, but it was kind of exciting to be recording again. Story, yeah. not exciting, but it was nice to get back into get it. Get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's hard to move on. Like, it's after always, we do yeah. A story. <laughs> We've said we this. don't want to just be like, all right, guys. Well, all right, the end. Yeah. Good okay. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. no, it does really weigh on us. We still talk about it usually for a little while after we stop recording. And mm-hmm. yeah, it is a lot. But also, I just wanted to mention something that is important to me. I have had a couple um, story requests. Not really even stories. They are people they know. I've had at least two people ask for stories. And I just want to like, if those people are listening, let you know. And are everybody know. I want to do those really well. And I got those messages before the holidays and with us traveling. And clearly, as you saw, we weren't even able to record for a lot longer than we thought. I don't want these stories to be rushed. So it's my goal to like make these stories like, really big spotlights because especially since the people who have requested them know the people involved and um i want to do them and do them really well so i'll be reaching out to you guys probably this week if you're listening 
because I want to do your stories justice and I did not want to do a three-day write-up and just put it out there. Mm-hmm. I want to do your guys' story with all the information and truth and time and everything. So I just wanted to let you guys know. I am promise I am getting there. I just it's really important to me that I do that the right way and I didn't want it to be rushed with the holidays. So yeah. I just wanted to say that to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we are excited for 2022 full year of podcasts coming at you. Mm-hmm. Back on it. I think we forgot to prepare a question. Oh yeah. It's been so long. Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Hmm. <laughs> what was your favorite thing you got for Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Don't let Christmas go. Still talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's What was your favorite thing you got for Christmas? I just asked you. Oh. I thought you were kind of asking the popul the population. <laughs> I don't know. We're recording this a little late. <laughs> I thought you were asking like our listeners that question and I will now answer. Um, <laughs> um hmm. That's hard. Cause everything I use so much, like for different reasons. Give us the top three. Just Okay, so well definitely I was gonna say if I had to pick one, I would definitely say my Kindle because that has been so nice because mm-hmm. I was using Dylan's Kindle and I did not know he was going to get me one of those. And when I found out, I was very excited. So um, now I can finally use my Kindle. again. Yeah, Dylan can have his Kindle back, but I really like it, especially since it's part of my goal for 2022 to read at least one book a month. So that'll help me succeed. So I thought yes. that was a really sweet tie in there. But yeah, so that was definitely amazing. And um, Dylan also got me the most amazing pair of slippers ever. And I wear those (laughs) 24-7. So just a little extra. But everything he got me was amazing. And my beautiful bracelet too. What about a vacuum? Oh, yes. My (laughs) parents. I'm surprised you didn't say that one first. Well, I was thinking from each other. That's why. Okay. Yeah. My parents, my mom asked for a shout out. So shout out to you, mom. <laughs> she said it in the car. You weren't in the car. I rode up with my family and she said uh, she wanted a shout out. But my parents got us a Dyson cordless vacuum. And all I have to say is I've never vacuumed and loved it so much in my life. <laughs> so love you guys. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> and Dylan, what was your favorite gift? <sighs> I got a lot of really good things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt so blessed this Christmas. Yeah. It was a lot. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But I'd say two things I use a lot is the Theragun you got me. Mm -hmm. Massage gun slash the SoRite. Oh, yeah. Those are both like uh, for fitness, healing, wellness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In that genre. And so you got me one. My sister got me the SoRite. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I'd say my NAS oh, is yeah. another big one that I wanted really bad. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. And it's another one that I use a lot. There are so many. Sometimes it's hard to even keep track of everything. What was the third? It's pretty remarkable to me. I don't oh, know. That's, I was literally <laughs> trying to think of it. I was like, Dylan, you use that thing every day. We, <laughs> we just, just used, used it. it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah, so a remarkable too, mm-hmm. which is pretty much like a tablet for like note life and PDFs and documents and 
all those things that you don't when you're working on something you don't want to be distracted by distract distracted not distracted <laughs> distracted by anything else in the world so yeah sort of pulls you into another realm yeah so pretty awesome stuff really good things that are helping us going into the new year to achieve goals we've set and will set mm-hmm. but yeah so we hope you guys have a wonderful week yes we're excited to get back into this get working on another story soon mm-hmm. And if you want to see the posts that we, uh, that Avery posts every week, so pictures of the story, uh, what the sources she uses, everything like that, Instagram and Facebook is uh, at True Time Podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, also TikTok. Yeah. So Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, mm-hmm. at True Time Podcast for True Time content. If you want personal content from Avery herself, then you can look up at Avery E. Hamill yep. on uh, Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, I just got some video clips of our ski trip this weekend, so I'll be making a little YouTube, not YouTube. Sorry, TikTok. guys, we're not there yet. TikTok mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, video compilation, and I definitely have some nice pictures I want to put on my Instagram. So mm-hmm. go check them out. And yeah, we'll definitely be posting more. The pictures will be up soon, so just keep an eye out. We're getting back into it. And yeah. So we hope you all have a great rest of your week. You guys are safe. Yeah. We'll talk to you next Monday. See you next Monday. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everyone.